Orb presents What Goes Down Must Come Up. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And uh, it's just us. I know I mentioned Autumn was going to be joining us. Yeah. Uh, We had to reschedule. So it's just the two of us. We're the Twisted Podcast Starters. It is just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Twisted's podcast starters, confessed arsonist, Gary Butterfield, Cole Ross. Uh, Autumn will definitely be back. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's it's a mess, but it's funny uh-huh. uh, to me. Uh-huh. And that does so much. You know, we talk about how humor, you know, like it's a comedy show. Who to thunk it? Yeah. But being funny like does a lot of work. It it it, it, it papers over. Uh, it, it it papers over a lot. And it's not like there's not you know like character and plot stuff revealed here. Uh, we're getting yeah. we're getting more of a. We 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 have seen a lot of you know how Rusty is a is an amoral piece of shit uh, who was mm-hmm. ruined by his life. But also, I mean, Jonas was no great shakes. Like this is. You know, aside from his terrible parenting, which we've seen before, this is one of the one of the big, brighter neon signs we have seen so far that Jonas is a fucking monster. <laughs> big, big monsterism yeah. happening in this episode. Uh, this is a Jackson Public joint, mm-hmm. originally aired July thirteenth, two thousand eight, uh, and the idea is that the Venture compound has Morlock tunnels, <laughs> um, <laughs> where there are some Jonas Senior. Uh, kind of plots that uh, were happening like in that version of the Venture Brothers that never really quite got resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he just walked away from and left for it with his son to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the sprawling tunnels, the fallout shelter that exists beneath the compounds uh, that nobody went into uh, a, because Rusty didn't care and B because they're the boys spooky. thought it was spooky. They're super spooky. <laughs> yeah, they're super spooky. <laughs> like I'm not going, Oh, um uh, and the public rightly i think calls this a kitchen sink episode like this is the remnants of three different ideas from his notebook uh that mm-hmm. had to come together and that was a difficult thing to do yeah yeah i uh, largely succeeded in doing those things even though it doesn't advance you know much of the meta plot right forward or anything this to me is like the definition of a season three uh middle episode Yeah. Like I would put that if I was ranking these, this would be this would be like right in the middle. Yeah, this would be in the middle third. Yeah, yeah. Um, the original plan was to introduce a fourth member of the triad, which is a funny idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm kind of glad they didn't do it, just because I love the triad as is. I don't it, it would mean that it would mean less Al and Jefferson by, yeah. but but by volume, I don't want that. <laughs> no, no. And I we don't they don't actually say who that person was going to be, but the character is introduced in this mm-hmm. is another men- member of the old venture crew. Yep. Uh, Dr. Entman, <laughs> uh, who is, uh, also a humongoloid in the past, uh, in, in, to me, the better version of this, which is the now museum. Now you don't, mm-hmm. which also is old venture stuff. Yes. I, I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of a parody of Ant-Man. Yeah. Marvel, you know, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, well before Paul, you know, I, I know you're, I know you're saying something accurate, but like, this is before he had a multi-million dollar Marvel movie made about him. You know, am I correct yeah. in thinking that Ant-Man at this point was like a joke superhero who nobody took seriously? Uh, kind of like an Aquaman. You know, it, it's, it's com- I have complicated 
feelings on Hank Pym, the Ant-Man. The, uh, <laughs> in, he was not super in the comics. This was around when they were actually doing kind of a revival okay. of him. Um, Dan Slott started, had him have his own, like, this is when a bunch of writers who grew up liking old Avengers mm-hmm. were like, oh yeah, Hank Pym is a founding fucking Avenger. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he fucking, everyone's talking he about made, Captain America, Thor and Iron Man, but there's also this, this other dude. He made Ultron. You know? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an important character. So a lot of in the comics, people are doing that. But the answer to your question is still kind of yes, because the comics, mar- comics market has always basically been like an IP factory for other media. Mm-hmm. You know, like Marvel was not big until the MCU. Right. You know, it was just comics and nobody cared about comics. Well, and and so Marvel like, was on the edge of bankruptcy for 30 years off and on before the MCU too. So yeah, yeah. this, this yeah. was Marvel was not doing super bad in 2008. Um, the, you know, they were actually doing okay. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. um, it was, uh, yeah. So to the average layperson, Ant-Man was probably a joke yes. to me. However, mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he is it, not a joke. I take it, him really seriously. He is the bastard Hank Pym. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this is Dr. Entman. Uh, he sounds mm-hmm. like an old Jewish man. Uh, the mm-hmm. kind of the lineage of who was going to be uh, playing him. And then was originally written for John Hodgman, uh, but he wasn't mm-hmm. available. Uh, there was also a friend who was a friend of uh, Jackson's who was going to uh, voice this, but they ended up needing retakes and it didn't work. So they had to bring in their story director, Stephen DeStefano. Um, and mm-hmm. they're not, it's kind of, kind of a burn. They like, they like this guy, but they say, yeah, this performance, this characterization doesn't actually work. Yeah. I, I don't know that I necessarily mm-hmm. like, it felt to me like more like they just didn't have anything to do with them. Right. It, it's very hard for me to imagine this being a real knee slapper performance from John Hodgman either. Right. Well, and that's not just kind of my general lukewarmness on John Hodgman mm-hmm. coming through, but like, I don't know. I don't think these lines would be that funny coming out of John Hodgman either. No. And like that whole plot, basically like he's been, he's been um, shrunk down to the size of an ant and, you know, living trapped in this kind of like computer CPU room down in the basement and Brock gets locked in there with them. And it's like they, the, the, the episode will cut away to Edmund describing something or it's the, just the two of them bullshitting and trying to pass the time because they're stuck together. Yeah. And there's not, I will agree with them that there's not tons of uh, chemistry yeah. between Brock and Dr. Antman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, which is fine. Dr. Antman ends up being a very minor character who they kill off uh, before too long. <laughs> like he gets killed by a rocking chair. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. He, action man kills him. It's one of action man's many, many sins. Uh, some of which are included in this episode. Yep. Um, so we start off with this little, little tiny guy walking around this dusty uh, floor strewn with uh, trash, kind of ranting to himself about Dr. Venture, leaving him stranded. Uh, and this, this is Dr. Venture's move. It's, it's similar to like Swifty, an mm-hmm. actor. Like, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I just uh, that used to be pretty, but I ain't so pretty no more. I, I yeah. ain't so pretty no more. I used to be pretty. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a door opens, letting in this light and uh, rush of air, and that's when we get our intro sting. Yes, um, and we cut to a little bit earlier. We've got uh, we've got Brock uh, driving this huge drill truck, uh, like the like the drills that burst into the apartment building in the arcade game of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yes, the, these are these are Shredder mobiles. Like this yeah. is how Shredder got around. <laughs> uh, 
sincerely. Like, yeah, you want well, to not have to stop for anything. If you live in a technodrome in the center of the earth, you're going to have to do some tunneling. So well, the, the technodrome also has a little drill on the front, but it's like a little baby. Well, it's drill. tiny. Like it's itty bitty. What's yeah. it going to do? <laughs> it's just a dick. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's supposed to do other than just like, you know, let the, let, it, let, it clears way for the drill. Mm-hmm. Like all drills do. Like, yeah. Ideally, you want a drill that'll clear away for more than just the drill. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Techno drill makes no fucking sense. Oh, it's a, it's a ter- terrible idea. It, it's also the eye on top. Like you could fight that thing like a Dark Souls boss and be under its side; it would never see you. Because mm-hmm. it's just a big globe with a tiny, tiny eye on top. God, the Technodrome is fucking dumb. Yeah. No. Well, there, there, there's a, there's a lot about that series that is just not sound at all. Yeah. I, you know? I, I spent so much time thinking about the live action Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and not nearly enough time thinking about the cartoon Ninja Turtles and how they don't fucking make sense. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Anywho. I'll leave you to sit uh, with that. A breakthrough. <laughs> 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 I call my therapist. The, but, the, uh, <laughs> so they're doing a kind of a, it's almost feels like a callback to uh, Brock parking in the gar- in Gargantua. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's you pretty know? tight space. Probably got to lube it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this bad boy is made to penetrate anything. And Brock eventually calls him down. You get the, the sense that like, this is something that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to amuse it's, themselves. It's like, it's, it's not a, it, it's not fun anymore. You made a penetration joke. You got too direct. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and rusty, I, I love this line, you know, just as he's insulting the thing and like, you know, look at this, you know, look at this huge drill. Uh, it's a monument to my father's repression. Uh, the mm-hmm. funny thing being Jonas was not repressed at all. Dude was hosting key parties on the reg. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Rusty's out here stealing fertility idols. Yeah. You know, that look like gigantic dongs. <laughs> um, he's walking backwards, guiding Brock, uh, but he falls through this open hatch and Brock is like, am I okay? Can I keep going? And then he goes, uh, the drill mobile gets stuck partway in the hole. Yeah. So they kind of end up in two different places uh, beneath the compound itself. Uh, and because they're underground, the uh, the risk communicator watches uh, do not work. You know, Rusty is walking yeah. around in some tunnels trying to raise a signal, but it's uh, it's just static. Yeah. And at first, Brock isn't down there. He just he goes through the, the spooky basement mm. yeah. to get down there to try to get down uh, to him mm-hmm. uh, here. Um so he uh, he walks into this hallway and he walks into this door. It's the door from the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and tiny guy attacks his foot with a needle, saying "Die, Doctor Venture." <laughs> so he, uh, and he, he hollow nights him. Yeah, <laughs> so he, very hollow night. He has the little needle. Uh, shuts the door behind him, and uh, this is a place that houses something called Mother, which we're going to find out is an AI that run was going to run the compound. Yeah, it's going to run specifically the uh, the nuclear uh, uh, fallout shelter. Uh, at yes. the at the bottom, you know, kind of the the, the administrative faculty uh, that has uh, like you know when we see it come online, she has like an, an Atari pixelated Atari you know blonde woman face. Uh, again, the Venture Brothers wiki probably needing a little bit of editing. They're saying that Very the fact so. that Mother uh, <laughs> the fact that Mother has this face, they're saying it looks like Paula from Earthbound, which is also so known mad. as Mother Two. Yeah, it made me so mad. They don't play video that games. Made me so mad. Yeah, they just play Tomb Raider. You fucking idiots! Like, stop reading things into things. You know, we know it's canonical. They love Tomb Raider. Yeah, so it's it's on the discs. Uh, yeah, um, the uh, we cut over. Uh, so this is Doctor Entman. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you close the door. Why'd you close the door? Uh, you know, it's gonna be closed for another forty years. Yeah. This is a time lock kind of thing." I love that Doctor um, Entman's uniform has the loudspeaker on his helmet, addressing the you yeah. know the problem of the tiny voice. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, Hank and Dean, you know, so both of their father figures are gone. <laughs> uh, so they go to Doctor Orpheus. Of their course, uncle figure. They, they, <laughs> yeah, their uncle, <laughs> their their uncle neighbor figure, uh, and show them their watches are just getting static. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. And Dr. Orpheus, I love him where he's like, are you sure they didn't just step out? They have been known to engage in a bit of daring do. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, are you kidding? Can you imagine one place on earth? My dad wouldn't take me to mm-hmm. like, drag us along to look at this. This is a giant centipede scar. He pulls, pulls down his collar and shows just this horrible mark on his chest. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's a it's a really good point. And, you know, Hank, yeah. you know, he's, he, he's not really worried about where his dad is. He's upset that there were plans and that French toast was French toast was mentioned as a possibility. But there was yeah, nothing to be plans. had. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. I, I love the bitter way that he says, but there was none to be had uh, in the storylines or in the, in the storyboards for this. They had him like a like a time lapse of him sitting at the table uh, with his, mm-hmm. you know, knife and fork and a bib on with some syrup just waiting and waiting. But they never show up. Sad. God, I could I would kill for some French toast right now. I, I am hungry. We this has been a big recording week for us. Yes. Uh, and it's it's we've been recording a lot and I'm hungry and I'm going stir crazy because we're recording a lot and mm-hmm. all my time is filled with packing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've developed uh, a new living alone tick. You know, we talk about uh, you talk to yourself a lot when you live alone. Mm-hmm. I've developed a new one, uh, which is inspired by the Bioshock series of video games where before I do anything, I've been being like, shall I take a piss? No, says the man in Washington. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Whenever I'm gonna do anything, like should I, should I go grab a quesadilla? No, says the man in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So anyone, can... anyone can use that if they want it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Any, any... <laughs> should yeah. I wash this coffee cup? No, says the no. man in the Union House. <laughs> like... <laughs> Anytime you can uh, scream more uh, alone, I think uh, nobody, nobody would blame man, you. You can do it. You're allowed. You don't yeah. share walls. You get to like, you, you can do as many like, you know, Andrew Ryan impersonations as you want. You think I don't? Come um, on. Don't, no, I'm just, <laughs> just saying, do them louder. Um, Orpheus is intrigued by this mystery, so he's going to summon the Order of the Triad. And he does this. He pulls out little dolls of them. Um, I love I love all his little bits with the dolls. Yes. Uh, you know, Dean is like, oh, do you want to be alone for this? Because he just pulled out tiny dolls of his friends, <laughs> which is a very funny move. Yep. Uh, and he starts reciting like a, a ritual. Like he starts doing kind of like a Green Lantern, mm-hmm. you know, in darkest night and brightest light, etc. And this is how he actually projects. Mm-hmm. I, I love that his body turns white and solid uh, when his soul is out mm-hmm. of it. Uh, g- yeah. Good effect. Uh, and Hank remarks like, Oh, you rewrote a little poem. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I knew that that's probably not how magic works. That's just, that's probably just Orpheus being Orpheus. Uh, yeah. yeah. Orpheus got Orpheus. So, uh, uh, Brock is down in this, in this room, which is like modeled after, you know, 2001, a space odyssey. And also like, uh, s- some space command room in fiction. Uh, and he's, you know, Brock is trying to, you know, tunnel out of the wall by, you know, banging away at it. And we have uh Mr. Tiny exposition over here explaining like, Oh, I got stuck in here after this experiment went, went wrong. And, you know, Jonas didn't bother looking for me. And Brock is not at all surprised to hear that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, his best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that never goes anywhere. He just keeps calling him his best friend, but yeah. never really goes anywhere. It's just Jonas Senior being a jerk. Um, you know, he's talking about uh, getting, you know, hunted by these giant ants. I love the, there's a really good delivery here, which makes me sad that the, the boys don't like him. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Brock is like, I can understand how that'd be tough. He's like, no, you really can't. Because <laughs> uh, he's just saying he understands what it'd be like to be shrunken down for 30 years fighting giant ants. <laughs> Uh, and that's not the kind of thing you'd be like, yeah, man, I get it. That sounds yeah, rough. It's, it's only, there. it's only happened this one time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, and the other thing you can't understand the true horror. Once you think you've killed, you know, all the ants and you have, you realize you're actually alone. Yeah. You know, there are no ants. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. This guy is, is it all sane. Right. Right. And he's got, he's got gumption. <laughs> so, uh, Orpheus appears, uh, to both Al and Jefferson, uh, alchemist. Uh, is it annoying that I call it alchemist Al? Al is just a good name for him. They call him Al too. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and Al's watching his story. So he's, he's down to do, to do this. Um, uh, Jefferson, uh, he's actually out hunting vampires and what appears to be London. Like he's doing his actual job and his yes. commitment, you know, he, he's not necessarily committed to the order of triad here. This is a kind of like a minor focus episode for Jefferson twilight who had not been especially well used. I love everything about him here. Uh, just yeah. the, how salty he is. <laughs> About. he's great yeah it's it's funny they, they bring it up in the commentary they talk about it. it's like yeah we didn't know what to do with him like last time we just put him in a sugar coma because mm-hmm. we didn't know what to do with him yeah you know it's just i just this, knock him out uh, damn i got blue uh, balls in my blood eye because because i love that line like he's hunting a, a blackula and the uh you know he gets interrupted mm-hmm. by dr orpheus and he, he's, so he's got this blood eye they drawn him with one red eye before mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do with it but apparently it attacks vampires yeah uh yeah. and since he he got spoiled before the the point of killing it that's how he gets mm-hmm. the blue balls in his blood eye which is yeah. a great expression <laughs> I, I think about that a lot with uh the electric yellows got me in the brain banana chief from the the simpsons when they put the peyote in the uh, oh, juice yeah the electric yellows got me in the brain banana chief <laughs> got blue balls in my blood eye <laughs> yeah that that was what that was tommy chong and um uh george carlin george carlin right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. A good late, late Simpsons by uh-huh. late, I mean, solid in the first third of the show. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we get some shtick here because Orpheus can't double project. He's trying to talk to both of them at once, uh, but they do not know that he is doing this. So they're confused about who he is talking to. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, like when Orpheus realizes, oh, you're, you're in London and you're like, you, you can't do that. You, you, you need to be here and available. Jefferson is insulted. Like, no, you don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my, yeah. you're not my boss. I, I love this. Like, you know, for, you know, t- for two, like we only hear part of it and uh-huh. we get Al being like, give him hell. Jefferson. <laughs> uh, the, uh, he's like, you know, you don't order me to do anything. Mm-hmm. Three, there's no such thing as a triad emergency. Four, we're not in London. <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, yeah. it's it's this Jack the Ripper uh, amusement park. And, you know, he just says, like, eventually he goes where the Blackshin is. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes where there are Blackulas because he is a Blackula hunter. Yeah, that like that that's what, what he, he does. does. The triad doesn't do an awful lot with Blackulas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and th- this is kind of, uh, th- this is also, this little subplot with Jefferson gets paid off in one of my favorite season four episodes, The Better Man, mm-hmm. which is where he kind of learns magic a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. um, they warp them in, and they're like, oh, the action figures came in, merchandise. And he's like, no, Hasbro passed. Uh, I made these myself. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, you you made these? He's like, Un- unfortunately, these are just Mego figures. I, I repainted a Falcon mm-hmm. uh, to make you. Uh, and this is very well observed. Yeah. Uh, Mego figures were these 70s action figures mm-hmm. uh, of Marvel and DC characters and everything characters. Like there's Boss Hog and yeah, you get yeah. basically, you know, Steve's, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. from these things. And a lot of people customize them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just a, a kind of a super obscure like subculture reference? Uh, for that, they uh, when they eventually made Venture Brothers action figures, they made them in the style of Mikos. Ooh, um, I used to have the uh, 21 and 24 set. Oh, dang, uh, back when I moved out uh, to Portland, and mm-hmm. now they are uh, not all of them are expensive, but several of them are expensive. Like, you can still buy the Phantom Limb one new, it's like series three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do something that really bothers me is they do Billy Quizboy, but they don't do him to scale, so he's like, Oh, he's gigantic, he's, he's Quizboy. Tall. Oh, that's yeah, he's weird. basically Giant Boy Detective, like, he's a six foot tall man. Huh. But with his proportions. Huh. Oh, these are cool. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I had never seen these before. Oh, there's a little, They're little really shore good. leave there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a shore leave. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they're, they're jazzed about this, but, uh, you know, just, uh, no dice Hasbro pass. They're not going to get that money. They're not high enough profile. Cut. We cut to rusty, uh, who's going through these tunnels and, you know, like these are just the tunnels from the, from from the Firestarter video. And there's a figure just kind of like dashing around, you know, kind of in the background, you know, just out of view. And every time this you know character is out, you know, is, is visible, we hear music. It's just like this, you know, pulsing tremolo guitar kind of thing. Just like a sound alike mm-hmm. of the Prodigy's Firestarter. Yes. Uh, I watched that video. Uh, again after watching this how long has it been since you've seen the video for firestarter by the prodigy cool well i mean i watched it last night um yeah prior to that it had been maybe i I don't know i've I've probably a couple decades probably not it's it's funny and it's worth joking about so i probably have watched it once every three to five years uh since 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 i saw it like on mtv or vh1 in the late 90s you know the dude in the Firestarter video is fucking incredible. It's it, it, like that, that performance is so like, this is born of an end joke between, you know, Jackson and, and doc. Uh-huh. And again, well, you know, ways that the show is just built for me. is like, Oh, that's the kind of shit. Me and my friends think is funny as well. Oh yeah. It's just that guy <laughs> in that clothing, wandering around doing those head motions and saying that shit <laughs> is incredibly funny. Just in context, you know, outside of just the, the, this is matching this incredibly goofy song. Like it's, it, it's a bop, but they also like, in the, they, they say in the commentary, it's the, it's the dumbest lyrics possible. Yeah, um, he's he's a punky fire starter. <laughs> he's, well, he's the punky instigator. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, also, what what I love about the fire starter guy, uh, he's not a musician in the prodigy. Like he's not no. the lead singer or whatever. He's just an actor that they found, you know, with a unique look and that haircut, the bad haircut. Yeah, to yeah. to to do the you know to do those dances in the in the tunnels. In this, I mean, it's a foundational music video that is just eminently par- uh, parodyable. Like the, the 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 Eels parodied it with "Cancer for the Cure," uh, but but they uh, but they just like they found him and he became such a part of the brand. Uh, for the band mm-hmm. that they brought him on and just he would be dancing at the front of the stage as a part of the act because he became so associated with the prodigy because like oh yeah they're the yeah, firestarter the guys yeah. yeah with with the guy that guy is like kind of sweaty nervous energy mm-hmm. and constantly yelling and moving around mm-hmm. 
Um, how nice would a house have to be for you to take it for free, but the fire starter guy is part of the house? Oh, I'd burn it down with him inside. You'd Which would be ironic. Starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just give him exactly what he wants. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'd be denying it to him. I would start the fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you start enough fires, you are looking to die in a blaze. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm not an expert on arson, but. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, uh, Rusty's dealing with a fire starter. Uh, we're going to see more of this. And the mm-hmm. reason he is a fire starter, it, it makes sense. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> we, we cut over. Uh, we're back at the order of the trial. They're examining the, uh, the, the, the site of the drill crash, you know, trying to find magical residues and such, you know, Orpheus does his thing and Al does his thing. Um, and I love Jefferson. Like they haven't been taken by blackulas, but I'm not prepared to rule out Caucasian vampires. Just the, just the idea that either they are different enough or his, his he is so finely tuned on vampires mm-hmm. who have dark skin. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. they just it's outside of his wheelhouse. It's above his bakery. Does inspecting a big hole in the ground. Well, also with, yeah. a, with a drill drill mobile <laughs> into it, and he's scanning for vampires. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. Um. They noticed the basement. And they're like, "Have you checked down there?" And the boy's like, "No, we called you. It's super spooky down there." <laughs> uh, and everybody gets real mad. Right. About right. this, the word of the try I got, you know, especially Jefferson, who's mm-hmm. taking off his blackula hunt. Yeah. For this. Uh, Rock and Edmund are talking, you know, just kind of chatting, you know, hey, did you get a uh, shrunk? You know, no, 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 believe it or not, I used to be 15 feet tall. We uh, tried to fix it and went a little too far yeah. with it. Um, we'll see humongoloid later. <laughs> so, um, and you know, they have like conversations like, oh, is it true about the whole, you know, proportional strength of an ant thing? And, you know, the, with, with the storied, with the storied practice of a nerd who has who has had this conversation, public puts the words in his mouth. It, that's a like. Have you thought about how much an ant weighs? Like a hundred times nothing is what nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So what? Yeah. You know. Like. <laughs> um. So uh, the 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 triad they go down into the basement and Doctor O is apologizing for them, saying like, oh. You know, you know, the boys have active imaginations. They, you know, yanked my chain. I love, uh, I, I, I love Al's line here, like <laughs> about the active imaginations. Yes, the little imps have certainly skylarked us into quite a mare's nest this time <laughs> 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 with their monkey shines. <laughs> like, uh, Brock does a little bit of a uh, shtick with that man. Is like, hey, you, you remind me of that old guy from the Marvel comics, you know. Is in Avengers and Edmund just keeps in like Hawkeye, you know, mm-hmm. like naming Submariner, like naming people who are not Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as this is happening, Orpheus gets a lock on them through the wall. He links hands with the other two. Uh, there's a little, nice little bit about like Jefferson. Can you <laughs> tell me to wear lotion? I'm not in a rough trade. He's <laughs> like, it's the leather hilt. So my black yellow blades. <laughs> um, the uh, and they see that Brock and Rusty are safe, but they sense an evil presence, and yes. we get to see the face of Mother for the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, which reminded this troper of the character from Earthbound. Um, <laughs> well, also like really. the uh, re- reaching out spiritually and then being terrified and rebuked by it. They, they're like, this is they call this a reference to the exorcist, which is a little, mm. uh, a, a little more direct that there's a little yeah. bit more for that here. <laughs> so uh, it freaks them out. Yeah. They, the important they, they, they run away. The basement actually is super spooky. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the boys are right. They run upstairs. Uh, you know, Jefferson has pissed his pants. Mm-hmm. 
uh, here and Dr. Orpheus, you know, needs to consult with the master and the other guy's like, why don't you ever take us to see your master? Mm-hmm. You know, are you ashamed uh, of because us? Because he's gay. No, it's because you pissed your pants, you know? Like, uh, um, there was a scene that got cut with uh, the master and that's which I think is in the deleted scenes. Yeah, they couldn't get John Benjamin uh, in yeah. to do it uh, on time. So they just kind of cut it. Yep. Also, like, uh, there are so many things that were, like, planned for this episode that didn't make it in because of time. Again, because this is yes. three episode concepts kind of married together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Rusty is fle- fleeing through the tunnels, um, you know, being menaced by this twisted fire starter. Um, they don't have to do any, they don't have to change the fire starter's behavior at all. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, what if you landed in that video and this guy is walking up to him sticking out his tongue for no reason and shit. <laughs> he finds a red phone and who's on the other side of a red phone? Uh, the police Moscow or Batman, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it reaches Brock who's in the mother control room. Uh, and you know, we, we cut back it just, the, the, the guy, the fire starter is not like attacking rusty. He's just running around doing fire starter stuff in the general area. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brock's like, ask him for a way out. And he's like, I'm not going to talk to him. He's, he's, I'm trapped in the sewer with a confessed arsonist, Brock, Brock, help me. Uh, confessed arsonist is the funniest thing to say about the, the guy from the fire starter video. It's the thing about him. Um, <laughs> The, the tunnels, the lights turn on, and the girl from An Art of Noise uh, video <laughs> sees him. And it cuts over to the three guys from The Art of Noise with their power <laughs> tools that they use to, like, slice up pianos and shit in that video. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a, that's a fun all, video, too. <laughs> that's a great video. Yeah. The, uh, uh, and they, uh, you know, they're all wearing Rusty Venture t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is the, the this is strange. Um, the and these underground dwellers again, who are dressed up like eighties and eighties music video characters. They throw Rusty Rusty in their little venture car down here, and they grill him like, you know, what's your name? And like, oh, I'm Rusty. If you're Rusty, why haven't we seen you before? Um, yeah, and you don't look like Rusty. Yeah, and Rusty is just the collective noun for all of these all of these people down here. Each of them is a Rusty. Um, yeah. and he says, Oh, well I'm, I'm from up there. And then we get into some horizon zero dawn. It is forbidden to go above contamination. <laughs> I love yeah. Venture's response, which is sure. Let's make that a rule right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's <very> funny. <laughs> um, he's like, but you know, if you, if you let me go, I'll let you spend some time provided you, uh, re- stay, stay in the kitchen, stay in the kitchen area. You can be up there for a little bit before you're banished back below. <laughs> Um, they decide to take him to father to decide whether they, what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the kitchen area, uh, which the order of the triad has confined themselves to, uh, Orpheus is back from the master, uh, with the, you know, the co- the course of action, which is to call tech support. Uh, tech support happens to be Pete white. Um, and it happens to be Pete white because Pete white was canvassing and putting flyers under windshield wipers. <laughs> God, I love conjectural mm-hmm. technology so fucking much. They're so shitty. Uh, Pete White specifically. <laughs> yep. um, he shows the boys the surveillance room, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, me and Rusty are down here all the time. You know, when uh, Brock has one of his ladies here, he can push the night button, the night vision button. Mm-hmm. And then he stops it like he's right up the edge mm-hmm. uh, and then and stops from telling masturbating to their father figure. Yeah. Um, pushes a box of tissues away, which implies some co-masturbating. Yep. Uh, which this is not the, the first time that Rusty has like, let's go in on a skin flick together. Yes. Like Rusty is into the communal porn mm-hmm. masturbation experience. Yeah. 
No, no. Just yeah. to, just you, you, you got to build up the orgone, Gary. That's the yeah. thing. You, yeah. know? you just you just build it. It's like a Night of the Roxbury, like me, you, me, you, me, you. <laughs> you know, except it's for masturbating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they see on the tape uh, that Brock went into a room down in the down in the basement, but they can't get into uh, they can't get into the uh, camera in the room where he where where he went. Uh, so it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, can you check under the console, see if there's anything unplugged? Maybe just the, the, the feed came loose. Uh, they plug in uh, a, a, a line into a plate that just says mother, uh, accidentally bringing the AI back online. Yes. Yeah. I love Dr. O being like, do my little hackers need a snack? You know, which is just, again, <laughs> Dr. O the best. The show uh, full of like the, like the worst and best dads. Yep. <laughs> just, just like, oh, um, here's some pizza rolls and some punch. Like. God, what a dream. Uh, Mother says that uh, if Dr. Vendra isn't brought to her, she's going to deploy the nuclear arsenal of Ventec. Um, you know, and Pete is like, oh, look at this. This is we're looking at reel to reels and, and dial up. Yeah, we, got, know, we got some time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, it's making a making some claims about the nuclear capabilities of Ventec as well. Yes. Which yeah. we're going to find out. Uh, but Edmund is terrified. Like the, the mother is talking to people outside. Uh, but also, you know, they're just they're, they're trapped and Edmund knows that this is bad news because he knows what mother did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, the underground dwellers take Rusty to this auditorium where everyone is dressed like they're from an 80s uh, music video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he and Rusty underlines this like, oh, is that the guy from the, the Buggles? Because mm-hmm. he sees a, a guy dressed up as Trevor Horn mm-hmm. um, and he's here to talk to father. Um Father is General Boy from Devo. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Bougie Boy is in the audience as well, who's a really creepy oh, character. Yeah. Uh, too much. And, but I'm really, man, seeing General Boy. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen General Boy. Yeah. And it's a credible impersonation of General Boy as well. Um, for all intents and purposes, he's just a general. Right, right. But Devo called him General Boy, and he was somehow in control of Bougie Boy. I don't exactly know what their relationship was. Mm. Yeah, some power play going on, probably. Yeah, yeah. Master and commander shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? you've got a uh, you've got you've got David Bowie from the Ashes to Ashes video dressed up as that uh, a, a, like a clown who looks kind of like a chicken a little bit. Yeah. Chicken clown, <laughs> yeah. chicken Harlequin. You got a uh, you got big suit David Byrne. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's real good. This is uh, the the this this is bait to me. Um, yeah, I, I like all these images. These are all good music videos. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you th- you think father is uh is, is general boy but instead what they do they present rusty to him and they hand him a card and he says oh let us consult with father they plug it into a modified learning bed that feeds onto a screen and we learn that father uh it's jonas uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is you know just another one of the instructional videos like the boys are getting in the bed but this is specifically for setting up a new society of you know, uh, good youngsters down in the down in the uh, uh, fallout shelter for restarting civilization, and it's mm-hmm. all about hygiene. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, they talk about putting on deodorant, combing your hair, and <clears throat> stuff. Uh, there, it ends with a condom on a banana thing, mm-hmm. which is is one of those tropes that I think. Like, I I got shown how to put a condom onto a banana, and you know, I've said this before, but just the way that culture teaches us how difficult condoms are is so funny to me. Yep. Like that has probably done more for anti-birth control. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. anti-safe sex, just being like, listen, we need you to do this, but man, it's going to be fucking hard. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, training, it's, it's best just it's not, not to bother. 
Yeah. It's, it's the easiest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. It just, the, the, they're know? made to just roll on. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it just goes. It, yeah. It's not difficult, but it's like, we, we want to teach kids that like, listen, this is incredibly tricky. I mean, like, it just, it, it, it kind of turns into like those black and white struggle shots from in, infomercials. Like, ah, oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I spilled my big old bowl of Cheetos. No. Yeah. It's gotta I, be a I better to put way. An, enti- an uncooked egg into the toaster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing it's like has this ever happened to you no <laughs> there's got to be a better way abstinence there is kids god yeah. smiles yeah. on abstinent kids <laughs> i think it probably is sex negativity that is uh it's so difficult to put on a condom ship yeah um <laughs> and this uh, rusty gets over it like you know his father's stuff is the thing that triggers rusty from fear into like disgust mm-hmm these things like he just like pulls out the card and they're like oh you stopped father and he's like yes i killed your god and now i'm your new god like <laughs> he's done this shit before yeah, yeah um but they uh they overwhelm him right uh and they specifically call him out for contamination you know he, he mm-hmm. has brought something unclean into their uh into their little society um back upstairs in the surveillance room a top 10 top 10 hank line for me because they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out how do we stop this and hank says i think i figured it out maybe it's all a dream. <laughs> like that would solve it. Like all we have to do is wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very funny. Oh God. Uh, Jefferson takes the lead though. He's like, we know where they're at. Let's go get them. Let's stop being scared. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as they're down there, uh, captain exposition exposition, uh, and men explains mother to Brock. Uh, Jonas was preparing a fallout shelter for a nuclear uh, apocalypse. We thought people might be sad mm-hmm. in the post apocalypse. So he uh, pumped this mood-enhancing drug into the vault. Uh, Mother disapproved, and like how if you get caught smoking a cigarette, they make you smoke smoke the entire carton, Mm -hmm. just flooded the facility (laughs) with this uh, mood-enhancing drug. And we get a flashback to the old team venture, Mm -hmm. uh, touring some rusty fan club kids uh, to, you know, through the uh, uh, tunnels. Action man uh, here driving, talking about, you know, all, you know, they have a 70 piece or- orchestra and shit mm-hmm. until the gas starts coming in and everyone starts freaking out. Yep. Um, the kids are freaking out. I love action man pulls out his guns and just starts shooting. <laughs> just starts wildly firing around him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an immediate thing. It's very Frank. Uh-huh. It's really sunny. Like <laughs> so I, I started I, blasting. I love the action man. <laughs> the action man is so fucking horrible. But, what a monster. But, but they, but they get like specifically like the shining hallucinations. Like the, it looks mm-hmm. like there's like a rat guy going down on uh, Colonel gentleman in one of the tram yep. cars, like blood starts spilling out of the vents and doors and things like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the mood altering drugs in the, in the, in the vault, was that in, uh, Fallout 3 or New Vegas? Well, which one that's was in, that where uh, they were? Three. That's in three. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this was, I mean, this came out before Fallout 3 did, but I just, yeah. That, if that, you were saying that, it would be pretty wild. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a rid- time crimes. A, rid- <laughs> a ridiculous claim to make. <laughs> it just, that reminded yeah. me of one thing and it was going to kill me because that is a hard thing yeah. to search for. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, I think it's the music one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is the, is the vault that has the, uh, the thing on there where you yeah. get the Stradivarius. Yes. Uh, so everybody's freaking out. The kids are, you know, writhing around on the ground and vomiting because they're being overdosed on mood gas. And so Jonas yeah. comes down and he tells, you know, team venture, go, so go, much. go flee. And all of them Ooh. just run, leaving the kids <laughs> behind them to be sealed into it. It's like George at no the party thought. when they say fire, <laughs> he just yeah. pushes all no, the old no, people no away. Thought. Like it's literally yep. just like we mother's gone 
off the deep end. Let's go before she traps us. And just they immediately, no attempt to even save one kid. It would it feels like it would have been harder for Kano not to pick up a kid. Yeah. You know, and he still chooses to do it. It's so horrible. Uh, and like it's not necessarily called attention to. Like Brock doesn't yeah. say, ah, geez, you guys just yeah. just just ran? <laughs> no. It's yeah. literally just like, no, th- why remark on it? Because of course they did. <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so uh, Jefferson uh, activates the drill to head down, and we see Rusty fleeing towards what looks like a rocket there. Um, the drill bursts into Mother's chamber, you know, so uh, B- Brock and Entman can escape. They mm-hmm. go into the, the cockpit. Um, Rusty is hugging the missile, uh, taunting them about, you know, oh, if you, know, if you want these cards, huh? If you had just played nice, I have tons of them upstairs, but mm-hmm. you guys couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, again, being petty to the end, not bargaining, yeah. uh, being spiteful. <laughs> but the missile launches uh, with yeah. him clinging to the nose. Everyone else is up in uh, the control room. I love the, t- the teens being like, you know, the, the order, the, the three different reactions to this with like the boys are like, go team venture. No dad's out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, Dr. Orpheus saying, well, that's one for the order of the triad and about five, you know, five billion for the apocalypse. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> and then Pete and is just sitting in a lawn chair drinking a martini holding a cardboard John 316 sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny. Um, however, the missile only gets part way out before it tips over and spills uh, like gunk, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, spills rusty. We don't know exactly what this gunk is yet. Mm-hmm. And it's again, you know, Venture Brothers, man. Time to end the episode. Yep. The, there we go. Um, well, not time to end yep. the episode. We still have three minutes of post credits. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, we have to explain some stuff. Yeah. Uh, at the end. it's <laughs> This is the part that feels the sloppiest to me uh-huh. uh, in this whole episode. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like the, between this and Ant-Men just describing things that happens, this is real yeah. like na- like na- na- narration faux pas or narrative faux pas, actually. Very it's, much it's, so. it's fine because it, it's funny and it's short. But also, this is, they, they 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 even highlight this. They say, "Yep," and it's our longest post credits to date. Uh, as mm-hmm. they yeah. as they tie a bow on everything, you know, Rusty is riveting the cover of the hole uh, that leads down to the shelter and explaining to uh, explaining to Brock, like, "Oh, that gunk that was decades worth of sewage." Uh, the mm-hmm. dwellers had basically used that as a septic tank and had filled it with their waste so that they could send it to the sky so Father would make it clean. It's contamination. <laughs> yeah yep yep uh very you know funny as an idea and then he's just like oh like all they could do was see you know that old tape he's like nah you know they, they can somehow get the vh1 classics channel you know <laughs> yeah. so that's why we had the uh the fire starter mm-hmm. uh involved yeah um and then we cut over to mother um you know he's demanding to see dr venture and brock's like oh we found him and sets up the hygiene card to face him so they can just kind of talk to each other for eternity <laughs> Uh, they could also just unplug her, but this is funnier. Yeah. 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 They just got to kind of trick her and trap her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's and, the episode. And the Rusties, I mean, they were, they were standing beneath the rocket when it went off. So they were all burnt to a crisp, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes way more sense for them to be dead. Yes. You know, uh, they, they basically have to. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more for a fire, for a fire starter to do. Yep. In a weary yep. man's world. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, perfectly in the middle mm-hmm. episode of the venture brothers. Yeah. 
you know, it, it, uh, it definitely has the, 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 their indulgences, right? You know, playing coy with how much they're taking from uh, from from Marvel, uh, being mm-hmm. obsessed with uh, with with, you know, musical acts from the 80s and stuff like they had wanted mm-hmm. to do the cargo cult uh, kind of thing. It's funny in the art book. They talk about like, oh, it was really kind of bracing to understand that TV tropes exists and realize that none of our ideas are actually original. Yeah. 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 Which like I feel like they should have figured that out before. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, like that that's a little silly that they did like, oh, we invented the cargo cult. No. no. Come on, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh good good fun episode. Not great, but good. Yeah. In my opinion. It it uh it, it serves its purpose well. Yeah. Uh that's gonna be it for this episode of Orb. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We will be back next week. Uh and in the meantime, if you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. and do so uh, yeah. you can also tell your friends or leave a uh, rating review on apple podcast or podcast addict yes you can uh most of all though keep coming back uh next time or we'll, we'll figure out how to get autumn in uh just uh yeah. there was a there was a scheduling conflict we're all adults it's we're all adults. fucking hard yeah we're all lives um <laughs> yeah uh she has a real job as well like she doesn't have this peter pan bullshit job that we have where right like, right you know, which we worked incredibly hard this week actually but uh, we do get to make our own hours <laughs> right so. right so um, yeah. uh, and until next time, go, go Team, team Venture! Venture.